Redbrick Recap, People Papers Podcasts. Hello and welcome back to Redbrick Recap, your official student newspapers podcast. Today you're graced with your two hosts, um, Tom Lemon or Lehman, whatever you like to go by, your editor-in-chief and your deputy editor, Lydia Waller. And we are graced with three very informative people from a very informative section. News, Redbrick News. Welcome, guys. Hello. Hi. Hello. Um, do you guys want to go around and introduce yourselves and your roles? Well, I'm Rhiannon. Wood, are we doing surnames? Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm Rhiannon Wood, um, and I'm a news editor specifically for online, but sometimes I do a little bit of print. You now. always do print. Okay, you're, now you're I do. You're kind of both. Yeah, we'll go with that. Hi, I'm Anissa Ahmed. I'm also a news editor, predominantly online, but sometimes I do print, normally when there's a feature on, just because, you know, when there's a feature on, I feel bad for you guys, so I'm like, I might as well come in, <laughs> help you out, especially when the feature's my idea and they're just there with, like, all their pages, like, the, <laughs> the Guild Elections, and I'm like, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm John uh, Wimpress, if you want the surname. Um, well, don't laugh at the surname. <laughs> so I'm also News Ed, because we're the News Eds. Um, I'm Print, so I'm the one that they keep taking pity on and helping. Um, I used to do online when I was a News Editor before. Groovy. And there's two others who we can... There are. There's sadly Christina Manns, another brilliant, brilliant online ed, and Alex Boscott, who is there keeping me sane and helping with the print edition, um, can't be here today. Groovy. So big section. Um, We're going to kick off with talking about predominantly as you as reporters for UOB and the value of student journalism. Um, What would you say as like the main source of campus like current news for the your fellow student peers how important is it as a student journalist uh, to be a student journalist and how important is student journalism to you it's hugely important to me it's probably the best thing i've been involved in at university um and i i just absolutely love it and the whole community to it and as well outside university um as in outside of Birmingham specifically, seeing all the different independent student newspapers with all their different styles and different ways of operating. And there's this whole larger community of student newspapers in the UK, which is really something to be proud of as, as a nation. Um, and no, I've really been really pleased to report on some of the stuff we reported on. You know, we managed to hold the university and, you know, the Guild of Students to account. Can you tell us a little bit more about that um, while we've got you? Because obviously it was you and Yerna who took the lead with that particular story from about a month ago. So if you could just tell us a little bit more about uh, what that entailed and how we were holding the Guild of Students to account. Yeah, so essentially um, somebody suggested to us that we take a look at some minutes um, because the Guild of Students, the way they'd spoken about their strike stance, um, which was that the thing is the whole thing, one of the issues of the article is it is genuinely quite a complicated thing is that the your ideas submission which said that the guild should remain neutral which is how the guild justified their neutral stance um even though it was voted down because it was still pending they felt they couldn't essentially what happened was they presented this your ideas as having been submitted by a student when actually it was submitted by the officer team and they kept that quite quiet so we were able to reveal that um and it led to an apology from the guild of students and uh, the officer team, credit to them, put up a really open vote about changing the strike stance um, and that passed overwhelmingly and the Guild of Students now supports the strike. Um, and yeah, I feel that was a really important thing we did to um, make sure the Guild is open and honest and to hold them account when they're not. So that was Yerna Nyekulev 
whose surname I've probably mispronounced, sorry, um, one of our great reporters um, was also really, really key in that piece. The same question? Yeah, I guess We're so. going to go for it. Um, I honestly, news is so much fun. Like, I can't even begin to describe how exciting it is to be part of a news team and especially part of a, a student news team. So, I mean, all the sections in Red Brick are all so amazing, but I think for me what makes news my favourite as you know, being a news editor and also the most what I find the most exciting to get involved with is how like unknown a lot of the stuff mm. is so like John was saying people didn't know what mm-hmm. we were going to uncover and we're the ones who uncovered it and how cool is that that's so like that's cool. actually sick like so those are the other sections that they talk about really good and important stuff but a lot of the stuff that they talk about they're like contributing to like you know conversations that already exist yeah. but we're opening new conversations and I think that kind of groundbreaking nature of news is what makes it my favorite thing to be part of I think the entire publication gets a little bit excited when we do break a new story rather mm. than um, rather than just having a front page that say repeat something that has exactly. already been reported at a national level or something that perhaps another publication has already picked up on mm. um, which is why I think another reason why student journalism is so important just because it sort of inspires that debate as you said uh, Rhiannon, how about you? Definitely. I mean, I agree with all the things that have been said. Um, I also think it's just really nice to kind of get involved more with the university. I think being part of this student publication, you kind of learn about the university that you actually attend, whereas you can kind of just sit back and go by and you don't actually know really what's going on if you choose that way. But it's great to be part of such a brilliant community and like to hear about the things that go on every day and to just learn about them that alone even if you know it's from a secondary source that alone is just really exciting you know to wake up one day and think right here we go here's something else and then having our little meetings and stuff it's just lovely I like love our meetings. yeah <laughs> we all lovely. yeah like we all get along so well and we're all very passionate about the same thing so to just chat about the news with other people that are passionate about news Special. Special. <laughs> That's so lovely. I feel like got a um, not a question, I think, just sort of building on that. I think um, student media, obviously, is an important role for sort of um, training the journalists for tomorrow. But I think we've proved this year that we can be so much more than that at a sort oh, of campus yeah. level and actually holding those institutions to account um, and in as of itself rather than just using Red Brick as this is where I can be tomorrow we're using it Mm. as how can we make a difference to the university Mm -hmm. that we're at today which I think is really really important yeah absolutely and one thing that I've really enjoyed doing because Tom for people who don't know was an ex-news editor last year and coming from the very different world of food and drink (laughs) Emily and I reviewing brunch um yeah when we do the newsletter and I absolutely love plugging your like the front pages and like things that are exclusive in print and things that like we always target a specific news story that we think is really kind of like tangible and that students should know about that's one of the reasons why we started the newsletter is that okay maybe people might not know about like the print side of things and always want to pick up a print publication they should there's like things like the guild like you were saying Anissa people don't know about it Mm -hmm. people should like should know about it like I think by doing like reporting on it for students we're like decoding anything that might seem like inaccessible like the whole your ideas things if, if anybody didn't understand that like just read like a 300 word you know article on it in red brick and that's broken down for you and it's accessible and now you know exactly what your institution is doing for you 
So, like, yeah, just reiterating everything everyone said, but I find it very exciting putting the newsletter. I'm like, yes, <laughs> breaking news in your inbox, sliding into your DMs. How have you found the transition from being food and drink last year to suddenly being involved at, like, in sort of stuff like front page stories and having to sort of check over those things before we publish? Um, daunting, but also like like so rewarding particularly like when I try and champion like committee positions and being in red brick from li- like you say like going from just writing music reviews to then running food and drink which is so much fun but it is like a completely different level of like reporting and sort of like the severity of content that you're covering it is amazing like you say what we're doing for training journalists like I am now media law trained I know if something looks like it's contempt of court or like if we're saying something that's defamatory, like that is a skill that I've acquired through student journalism, which is completely like we self-train basically, like we do this on our own. So it's been very exciting and empowering, but also like terrifying because then you are kind of accountable for finding things like that. But yeah, I found it very, very interesting, but food and drink was more of a kind of like a dream boat, just kind of like... (laughs) poached eggs and things like that so yeah no it's been really really good kind of on the same level of that what sort of news do you think is integral for students to be tuned into so things like guild elections or is there anything in particular you guys think that students just should be like that is just paramount you should know about that I think recently, should we just use coronavirus <laughs> as a bit, a bit of a case go. study? <laughs> but like, I think um, for me personally, like using bigger, wider world issues that have been going on that people read about in the news and like maybe, you know, they get a bit hysterical reading about mm. all these like statistics to do with like coronavirus or like Hong Kong is another thing that we've covered that people see what's going on over there, but they can't really like apply it to their own lives. I think the role that we play in getting those broader themes and putting them in a student context is probably the most important thing that we do, mm-hmm. as well as like also, you know, covering things, like you said, like guild elections mm. and other student-focused things that, you know, aren't really spoken about as much as maybe they should be. Mm. So I think some of the important stuff we do, in terms of like the training of like journalists to go into the world of proper journalism is turning up to things like officer question time. We always run a live blog on that and it's never the most interesting stuff. <laughs> um, but when journalists leave Redbrick and become local news reporters, they're going to have to go to so many local council meetings and troll through because it's an important part of scrutiny and the function of journalism. Um, and that's a good training thing. But also things like, so our last front page um, wasn't like a breaking guild story, which quite, Quite a lot of ours have been this yeah. year. Um, it was about the um, the post-study work visas for international students. Um, and it's really important that students understand that, like things that are going to affect members of their community that they might not have been aware of. I just think more generally speaking, not even just students who do student newspaper and things like that. I think students in general should be well tuned to the news, like outing myself a bit here. But I wasn't really the one that would listen to all the news like back in like high school and stuff. And so it's only through coming to university that, you know, I started developing this kind of interest for it. And I think that everybody should have that interest for it because at the end of the day, the news is what happens all around you all the time. And it's, you know, it's constantly happening. If you're not in tuned into that, you're kind of walking around blind really so that's my two cents on that Mm -hmm. 
Um, one thing that Redbrook have been very busy doing this year is um, obviously coverage of the strikes, starting with the Unison strikes in September mm-hmm. and then um, UCU through December. And obviously that's happening now uh, at the time of recording. We're currently into the fourth weeks of strikes that started at the end of February, I believe. Yeah. Um, how important do you think Redbrook News' role has been in informing students about what's been happening with the strikes? For example, teach outs, um, stuff happening on the picket lines. Um, etc etc I think we managed to cover a good deal of that so we've actually put the teach out schedules in the last few newspapers just so students that maybe don't have any classes and aren't sure what to be doing um, can know um, somewhere they can go to keep learning Um, and obviously we've done a lot of coverage of these strikes Um, also the unison strikes which I think is really important that students know about because they're slightly less high profile than the UCU strikes Um, but there, those people were striking over a living wage, um, and a lot of the strikers were in a less... Not that the UCU strikers are in a better economic position, but I think it's really, really important that people understood those strikes where they were less high profile. Um, and we've put a lot of coverage in on um, when there's been things happening on the picket lines, when Billy Bragg turned up, and we did, <laughs> for example. Um, <laughs> that was a fun little, like, 200-word article, I think. Um, but we tried... It's been difficult being a fortnightly newspaper, how we cover it in print when, in the first instance, the UCU strikes happened in between our print editions. Mm-hmm. So instead of just having like a front page that said strikes happened, we, we ran a double page, sort of multi-feature, um, with a lot of smaller articles compiled together, which I think was a good way for us to manage to cover it. I think at the same time, because of the online, we've been able to publish things consistently Mm. about the strikes. I mean, not necessarily the teach-outs and things like that, but the things that have been going on when we have had a front page or when we had have have had other articles been sent in to us, we've been able to, you know, keep up to date online as well as the print. Mm. I think it's really important... um, as we you know, said earlier about sort of the role that student journalism plays within sort of contextualising things like the strikes. Because I've got loads of friends who aren't part of student media and, I mean, I'm a politics student and who aren't, like, politics students because I feel like people who are involved in things like student media and do courses such as politics, history and other humanities are already really tuned in when it comes to things like the strikes. Mm-hmm. But I know a lot of people who do, you know, sciences, medicine, for example, who didn't really understand what was going on but through reading red brick articles and they've told me this themselves they've gained a greater understanding of like what's Mm. going on and i think that's really cool that we've had the power to be able to tell people what's what's happening so that they can form their own opinion the red brick trip advisor's looking good (laughs) (laughs) this is totally off topic but not off topic is it if someone strikes do you have you struck or did you (laughs) strike struck uh or did you you, you went on strike. You oh, took okay. part in industrial action. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, no, that's a good one. Okay, cool. It depends, it depends how many words you need to fill in the paper. True. <laughs> I just got striked. Not that we ever grapple for Not that we ever No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on from that, in terms of like articles that people read, etc., what would you individually say has been your favourite thing to report on this year? Favourite article maybe someone mm-hmm. else has written? What's, what's been your favourite piece? That we've read someone else write. Yeah, or if you've written it yourself, like if there's something particularly... Or even like something collaborative, something like across the publication. Yeah. Oh, look, look at how beautiful that is. <laughs> I feel like, it's quite difficult to decide, I feel like I slowly really. pushed you in that direction yeah. with that. Should so, we talk more we, about our general election coverage then? Because I think, then, we I think that's what we're, I was gonna say we're all alluding to. So we have this was the absolute... <laughs> what happened was, it was around October time. This is before the general election was announced. And um, me and, like, us, we, it was just after a news meeting, and Talia was also 
in the office and she was saying about how there are still features pages for a print a couple of editions ahead and then I was like do you know what might happen a general election might happen so we we snatched that as mm-hmm. as a news team hoping that there would be a general election because it would be a bit embarrassing if there wasn't going to be one and then we were like right what are we going to do and we had all these ideas it was crazy and in the end, I think it all worked out really, really well. We'd like to give a big, big shout out to Alex Boscott yes. for that boy. <laughs> that like boy. Crazy. I don't know how he does it, but he managed to get all these like candidate numbers, like their personal phone numbers. I was like, oh, I'm just going to give them a ring. And I'm like, okay, man, <laughs> sure. It was yeah. impressive and a little bit stalkerish in equal measure, I think. <laughs> it was insane. We were... So some we were like messaging their Twitter account, <laughs> some of them, but they didn't announce half the candidates no. who were standing until quite recent, because obviously it was a snap election. Um, and yeah, no, yeah. Alex was fantastic. It was, <laughs> no, I'm really, really proud of the work we did there. We managed to interview, yeah. I mean, except for a few, I think there were two or three people we didn't manage to get. We got almost every candidate standing across three constituencies. Um, In like a matter of what, two weeks? Yeah, and yeah. there's not many local newspapers manage to do that kind of thing, um, yeah. especially because a lot of them just cover one constituency. Even professional newspapers yeah, in the local no, area didn't no. manage to do that. Yeah, it was... Um, Crazy. Yeah. And then the they coverage didn't... we did on the night as well oh, was my incredible. Goodness. Oh, that, yeah. Everybody put Out so much effort in. Was that, you were in somebody's house? We yeah. yeah. So we had a big collaboration with um, our yeah. neighbours across the corridor, Burn FM. Love them, great people, and we had snacks, food, drinks. People went to the ICC. ICC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was at, uh, yeah. I was at Mosley Rugby Club um, with live the Sally Oak Camp. Was live blogging, and we were live um, reporting with Burn FM. So they had their presenters doing it, but then they'd also invite Redbrook reporters to come on and talk about what's going on. You know, it was all kinds yeah. of things happening. It was a big newsroom, lots of fact-checking, mm. lots of this, lots of that. Those of us that were at the council were trying to get interviews with various people. Mm, yeah, yeah like um, there we got um, Jess Phillips, yeah. who is yeah. obviously the MP for Yardley. Yeah. Um, Shabana Mahmood, who is the MP for Ladywoods. I know who, we spoke to on the night. Really great that we got her because we didn't get her for the feature. <laughs> she was one of the few big names that we missed. Mm. Um, yeah, no, it was great. I managed to speak to Steve McCabe, which I was quite pleased with. Wow. Though I spent okay, most babe. of the night... Babe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I spent. I remember I spent most of the night nattering away to the Tory candidate's mum, who was <laughs> inexplicably an absolute hoot. Although thought I was a communist because of my choice of newspaper. Oh, wow. <laughs> I know I spent about fourteen pounds at the coffee shop at Birmingham Town Hall throughout the course of that night. When I was, <laughs> you, when did you I was not have there. free coffee? No, I had to spend <gasps> two fifty a cup. Wow. Oh, we got free coffee at mine. Um, I wasn't even allowed like into the calendar room. I was like pushed to one side, just like trying to catch people to went in and out. Last last year, not last year, in 2017, I was there too, and they were really strict about it. And this time, it was so loud. Like our general election um, feature coverage and everything just shows we've had a crazy year. Oh, yeah. We've had general election. We've had strikes. We've got coronavirus. I just wish the news would stop happening just for 10 minutes so we could rest. Yeah, we have a, we've got dissertations to write now. So oh, yeah. Like, down a bit, but I'm not banking on it. Didn't your um, general election feature get, get spanked? Did get spanked. Well, yeah. shortlisted. I think it's, it's in the running. I think we ought to give contact on what the word spank means <laughs> there. That is um, Student Publication Association National Conference Awards. Um, I think 10, 10 featured stories from across the country have yeah. been nominated, um, one of which is Red Brick Meets General Election 2019 candidates. I'm so proud of us. 
Yeah. I'm incredibly proud of like because we got five potential. Yeah, we got three for the publication, um, and then your feature article and a gaming feature article as well, mm-hmm. which have all been all been put forwards um, to be judged. Um, any other particular? think pieces for, for me as well like guild guild elections has been yeah crazy because that's your crazy, job crazy specifically busy. isn't it yeah because I, I had the absolute honor of being elections editor this year <laughs> which it had its ups and downs more ups than downs uh, a lot of it being was I didn't realize how much like was involved in the admin of the guild I think I've learned so much about how student democracy works mm-hmm. and honestly I think you know everyone who was involved did a great job so we, what we had, we had this media day, which it was a, it was an intense day. It was like nine till five in the media center, and it was me and some other reporters from um, Redbrick and Burn FM interviewing the candidates. I also got the Redbrick reporters, and this is the first year that we've done this. Um, contact each of the part-time candidates by themselves. So I got a list of like phone numbers, email addresses, and all of our reporters. And this is amazing of them, contacted all of them, arranged to meet them in like Costa, Joe's, anywhere. And then we managed to get out a really nice little general election, not general election, guild election, <laughs> <laughs> double spread. That's what I love about news is like, even when you were doing the general, uh, the general election one, like we had like little local MPs like popping in and out. Yeah. And then you were just yeah. like off, off for coffee with this person. Yeah. It's the mo- most action the bring off rooms ever yeah. seen. <laughs> the guild of students, I think. I mean, all of them. All, all, all that goes. All of news. <laughs> every single one, especially all the roundups. Oh, oh roundups. Yeah. Mm. Every single week, all five of us, we throw in our little story. And you know what? It's just a load of fun. You spend years trying to come up with the little thing. The little puns. The little puns. I love the little My puns. Yours was, was it a whale? Oh, don't. Oh, no. <laughs> so yes. the, the idea is that they're not all too serious. There's at least one in there that's quite mm-hmm. fun. So it was supposed to be Rhiannon's. Yeah, there was a whale found in the Thames and everyone was like getting so happy about it. Like, oh my gosh, a whale. And then we like put it in the paper and then like two days later it, it, it died. That's the saddest piece of editing I think I've ever done because I, yeah. was, I was in the office and I was reading through Roundup and I saw like this really happy story about a whale. Then literally like, I think I just got a notification on my phone from like BBC News that just said, the, whale the, 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 Thames, the Thames whale has died. And it's like, okay, that's a little bit. I think that kind of summarises the nature of news though. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. You had a big experience with that. Was it last week? Where you had to change all the, the timetables? Two weeks ago. Two, two weeks, weeks ago. ago. Yeah. Um, where yeah. Tom managed to write an article on the fly in about 10 minutes. Um, I managed to edit another. We rejigged a page. It was... But that is something great about news. It wow. keeps you on your toes. It just doesn't stop happening, which is... a pain but is also it keeps you on your toes and it's fun just while we're here talking about um our favorite stories of the year should we give a quick shout out to um dylan morgan and his investigation into nobel uh, Nobel Nobel prize Prize winners at the university yeah this was a fantastic scoop um dylan morgan uh managed to uncover the fact that the university has been advertising its 11 nobel prize winners i think it's 11 um well that's just the thing it's not um (laughs) because one of them was a member of the ipcc the intergovernmental panel on climate change when the organization was awarded uh the nobel peace prize um but then the university of birmingham and it's not the university's fault necessarily because uh the chairman of the ipcc announced um this means you are all nobel prize winners uh, which should have been taken as hyperbole, perhaps, but wasn't, and 
many members of the IPCC at that time, which was thousands of people, then claimed to be Nobel Prize winners, and it has been an issue uh, that they have. And there was a defamation case in 2012, I think, um, against it, which where it sort of became established that, no, these people can't call themselves Nobel Prize winners. So the UOB has been claiming this person to be a Nobel Prize winner when they aren't. This is what Dylan Manstrick, I don't know how he found it out. Yeah, I don't know how he found it out. But I brilliant. think he was just doing random digging into Nobel Prize winners at the university more generally yeah. and stumbled across it. The guy was called um, Professor P Peter Bullock and there's a yeah. Peter Bullock room in the University Hotel and Conferencing Centre. Mm. Uh, he's on all of their advertising in Dubai, which yeah. is where all the students pose when yeah. they graduate. It's, um, mm -hmm. Yeah, a big thing for us to find out, a big scoop again yeah. for Edric, I think, this year. Now, every week when we do an episode oh, with a different section, <laughs> try and design something fun for you to do. Um, I, can't, I don't really know what to do for news, but we've decided what would your dream reporter name be? There's a lot of people in Redbrook that I think, wow, what a perfect name. Like, we've got someone... <laughs> Who writes for Science Tech called Luca Love, which is just one of the best <laughs> names. My ever. housemate. Yeah, Don's housemate. So if you could design your own reporting name, what would it be? I mean, mine's more of a, like, catchphrase. Okay. <laughs> okay. Because I couldn't come up with some beautiful combination. It's, you're always right, Rhiannon. <laughs> 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 because I am. <laughs> Anissa? I need to think. You go first. Okay. Well... No, well, you know that I love a pun, right? Um, so I was, I was thinking, you know, is there any kind of pun reporter name I could have? Uh, if, I was, if I was born a girl, my name was going to be Honor. And Honor is a lovely name. And I thought, if I happened to meet someone with the surname Record, which I think is a pretty uncommon surname, my name could have been Honor Record. As in, if you're interviewing a source and they say something interesting, you want to hope that it's on the record. But oh. then, but then I, just I thought it sounded really pretty. Oh well, no. But then I was wondering, are there any better names? Um, and I thought if my name was Perry, and I know that's an uncommon name, but there was a Doctor Who companion called it once, so I think it counts. And I met someone. I thought maybe, maybe there's an Irish surname called Odickle or something. Odickle. Yeah. So I could be periodical, oh. which would be a great newspaper oh, name. But then I thought, no, surname. no. You know what? If I'm going for an Irish surname, pick a proper Irish surname. If my name was Anna, <laughs> I couldn't remember whether it was Anna or Anne. Anne, if my name was Anne and I met someone with the surname Cor, I could be called, well, who wouldn't want to be a news Anne Cor on, on the TV news? Oh That's a good one. Yeah, but at this point, I was like, no, 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 come on. I need to, <laughs> I need, I need to think a bit more seriously about real names. Um, and we have a journalist called Yerna. Um, and Yerna would be a fantastic... Yerna would be a fantastic name to give your son if you happen to have the surname Lism, and they could be Yernalism. Oh, um, oh my god! But then I was wondering, what would, what would be a name that would make me stand out in the newspaper? So I thought, always like the name Paul. Maybe Paul Quote would make oh, me. Oh, I like Paul Quote. That's good. like like the but Paul Yernalism quotes that stand. Really like the pull quotes that stand out on the page. But then I thought, no, no, if I really want to stand out in the newspaper, <laughs> should be, I, should be, I should be called Ed Lines. Because the first thing you see in a newspaper is the Ed Lines. Um, oh, there's more. But then I was like, you know what? There's a world, there's a world of double-barreled surnames out there. And if I was called Hugh, I might have the double-barreled surname Manning Trest. Because everybody loved the Hugh Manning Trest story.
But actually, you know what? <laughs> at the end, hands right now. <laughs> at the end, I thought I'd go for a really fancy name, such as Isambard Franklin Shaw Trand. Because, sure, tanned rather. Because I thought, okay, that's a bit long. I might just put my initials on my CV, right. but that would look great on your CV, you know, as a young aspiring journalist to say, I F sure tanned. Oh, God. <laughs> wow. Okay, I didn't expect like a stand. No. <laughs> there was at least 20 there. I really, I can't top that. I'm really sorry. Nothing I can do can live up. My, no. my best bet friend in my position um, is Redbrick editor in chief would be if my name is Ted Brick. Ted Brick! <laughs> Ted Brick! <laughs> and um, the only other thought that I have is um, obviously my name's shortened. My name's actually Thomas. It's not Tom. I don't know if that's going to oh. come as a shock to anyone. Um, but I thought. With anyone in my position with a shortened name, if you just use the full version of that and your like mother's maiden name on your surname, you suddenly get a much f- more formal-sounding name. Mm-hmm. So rather than Tom Lehman Redbrick, Lemon. Thomas Lehman Richards Redbrick, oh. which oh. suddenly sounds quite formal and a little bit. Mm-hmm. You could I sign see. off BBC News like that, couldn't you? Thomas Lehman Richards Redbrick News. It yeah. just has a l- lovely ring to it, I think. So it's not not quite the um list that John came up with but something that I think I can be quite quite happy with. <laughs> Anissa, what have you thought? Uh right. So my name's Anissa Rookstar actually. What? Yeah. That that's the full That's my name. Rockstar. Rookstar. Oh. It means dimples in Arabic. Oh, but yeah. My surname is eyelashes in Dutch. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Eyelashes. Yeah. <gasps> John. No, Vimbers. <laughs> <laughs> John, I like that. Come on, uh, features. What was I saying? Yeah, so because my name's Anissa Rooksar, I think if we get rid of the Anissa and just have the, the Rooksar, now I need to find myself a man with the last name Porter, you know, and then I'll just go R. Porter. Oh! Reporter-ish, uh, really. You really work brilliant. with the puns, you can tell. <laughs> you what I like about puns. all of this is, um, like, Anissa said that and Liz is like, oh, yeah, that's nice. And then she says it in full and Liz is like, oh. <laughs> 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 <Good process. laughs> Let's give it reception either way, Tom. <laughs> um, I don't know. I I just want something like a Luca Love sort of name. Yeah, like what a nice name. Juliana Juice or something, <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't I didn't go down the pun route, but I like I like journalism. I think that's yeah. I think that one was the best. <laughs> okay. Well, I think that was pretty successful. I'm going to change all your names to everything you've suggested <laughs> in the EA session. Um, thank you all for coming on. Do you want to bring up anything that's coming in? Have you thought about pages yet? Like what's... Oh, oh. In, um, a lot of coronavirus. A lot of <laughs> coming your way. A lot of coronavirus. It'll probably be a special, a coronavirus special. <laughs> <laughs> I think Redbrick 1517 is going to be quite corona heavy because we've been watching pages being produced and we've got Corona in travel. Oh. We're probably going to have Corona in sport about um, like leagues and matches yeah. and like yeah. big gatherings being banned, music and festivals. Um, but no, there should be some really, really interesting news, and we'll try and bring you all the facts and updates we can, so that everybody knows and has a full picture of what's going on. Yeah. From Not journalism at the Red Brick office. <laughs> 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 Ted Brick. Um, lovely. Well, thank you guys, and we'll catch you all soon. Bye. Bye. Redbrick Recap. People, Papers, Podcasts.